Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? You want the real answer or the, like... We want the raw truth answer. I'm getting over a stomach virus, and it was, like, the most violent stomach virus I think I've... You know, like, when you're a kid, how come... Why do you get stomach viruses so much when you're a kid? And when you're an adult, I think it's just like as an adult, you don't really get them. Mm. And so when you get one, it's like, yeah, I'm totally going to die. <laughs> you know, like, it was that bad. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. so we're kind of thinking it came from Scamp. Uh, because I found out you can spread norovirus from dogs to humans. Well, there you go. So I'm just laying on the floor, you know, with my Gatorade. So that's cool. But, you know, actually I'm feeling better. So now, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm okay. Uh, we were talking off air about... Uh, allergies and allergies have been getting I don't know in my eyes worse this year like I I really feel as if it's just been like hit me harder this year than it ever has before um, do you have less rain because we have less rain here now I, I don't know it's climate change or what that could be it for uh, sure the pile's not washing away yeah okay yeah so if I sound a little stuffed up that is why so, uh, so the both of us are doing great yeah just fantastic but we still found time to watch the show so oh yeah if anything i'm like yeah i'll watch gilmore girls what else am i gonna do i'm not exactly it, it's really good comfort like it, it's really good comfort food tv it is i would agree with that um and also too it's like it's one of those shows that i think like i don't know whatever you put it on even like the bad seasons like this one it's like no well it's still mm-hmm. it's still gilmore girls right although i definitely i have rewatched this episode and i'm kind of glad i did because there was a moment in this episode that first i was a little confused by and then i rewatched it and i'm like oh, okay it makes sense um oh okay yeah i can't wait to hear what that is uh but we're talking about uh season six episode 18 the real paul anka featuring paul anka the person not the dog yeah that was a that was kind of departure from usual show right like i know that they've had the thing with madeline albright yes where that dream but this mm-hmm. is the first time it's been that long, right? Yeah. And it's something, like, tells me they were like, we've got him for a day. Like, there's right. probably Let's not much you like, can do with him. It. And mm-hmm. I guess it would not, it would be really hard to be like, what, the real Paul Anka visits Star House, Stars Hollow. So the mm-hmm. idea of, like, a dream just, I think, makes the most sense. Probably with what they had to deal with, so. Oh, and it was great how they, how they put the dog in there, too, like. You know, that Paul Anka was giving me a concert. You know, the real one? No, the dog. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was great. You see him on the stage. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, this episode, uh, yeah. I mean, aside from having the real Paul Anka, mostly deals with people visiting Jess. So Jess is back. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And he looks really different to me. Yeah, he's a little more metro, I would say. Oh, is that what it is? Because he just he looks like a little more pulled together and stylish. Yeah, he did. Yeah, like I don't mean metro is like a bad way, but it's just like yeah, mm-hmm. he definitely seemed like he was a little bit more, like well dressed. His hair was mm-hmm. a little neater, so good for him. Because now he's the face of his what Trunchin Books. Yeah. Um, did you know Paul Anka is Canadian? I did, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, but... Uh, I think the Asian pastor, you know everything. But also, too, like, he's one of the more famous Canadians. Like, 
Brian Adams, he always like seemingly doesn't want to acknowledge that he's Canadian, but Paul Anka, he's really he's on the ball. Wow. He knows what's up. Yeah, he's from oh, Montreal. So he, kinda, he like probably like states it. And... Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah. Uh, were you surprised when you saw Paul Anka in this episode? Were you like, what's going on? I was like, oh, they pulled it off because I was wondering because the dog's name Paul Anka. I was like, they they gotta have Paul Anka at some point. So when I saw him, I was I was surprised, but also I'm like, I wasn't because I was like, oh, this is perfect because like you said, it's a way to to incorporate it without you know kind of messing up the storyline. Yeah, exactly. And the rapid fire delivery of it, I think, was great too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, I like seeing it it's like it, it kind of works for me it's not like it's a short little thing not much more but it works for what it is mm-hmm. i mean absolutely like it didn't need to be super long it was just the right amount of polenka for this episode i thought so yeah it was enough to say oh good for you guys that you yeah. pulled that off but it yeah um yeah so even though rory and logan are back together logan is like upset that Rory hasn't fully forgiven him, which, how did you feel about that? Because I'm kind of like, given what happened, I kind of side with Rory in being a little cautious around him. I think that I agree with that, and that's kind of my psych notes, is that that I I understand her difficulty with having a hard time forgiving him and being pretty passive-aggressive, but at the same time, maybe it's better if she does that away from him. So she doesn't. It seems like she's almost tormenting herself by being around him. Yeah, I could see that for sure. And there, there, it seemed like there was some punishment stuff going on, and I wonder if it would just she would be better served. He'd be better served if she kind of took a break. Yes, I could see that. I think like with uh, this whole situation, like I think it's awkward with the fact that like they're living together. So I think for mm-hmm. some sense they want to like have them living together so that you know. Mm-hmm they can kind of uh you know feel like they're actually kind of i don't know like they you you, you kind of have to have them be together right like that's kind of Mm -hmm. the the big thing but you know at the same time too it's also like uh they probably shouldn't be together either (laughs) right Right. um it also sets up uh exchange with jesse yeah yeah because he Jesse kind of says like what toxic relationship are you in with this guy yeah look at Jess just be so know, he wants more for Rory than Rory wants for Rory I think hmm? I think so I think uh, also too like he obviously really cares for Rory mm-hmm. um, he always has and oh, you yeah. know I don't think it was wrong of him to try to like make a move for her you know oh yeah why not why not yeah like you know, obviously he he likes her, so. Um, that, that must have just been a stab to the heart when she said, "Oh, I'm in love with him." When he's this guy that Jesse knows that he's not good for her. That's gotta be so painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Uh. We've also got. Um, yeah, the fact that. Uh, they're, well, April and uh, Luke go on their little field trip, and that gets them in Philadelphia to visit Jess, who also gets visited by um, Rory as well. 
and it kind of leads to this little bit of an awkward exchange where uh, Rory meets April. Technically his, well, technically her stepsister, more or less, right? Right, yeah. But. Yeah, that would be right. Yeah. So, I was like, oh, that's cool. But also at the same time, you too, they were like, also you could tell a little like, Ugh. It's, it's still a little awkward. They're still figuring things out, so. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see, we also have, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what else happened. I mean, you also have the dress, the whole thing with that, with, um, Lane, uh, getting married. Mrs. Kim gives Lorelai a dress. And this is the scene that I got a little confused by, because at the end, Lorelai throws the coffee at the dress. And at first I thought she was just getting so frustrated with her own situation that she just decided, like, I'm just going to toss this. And, like, it was like it was like right. an outburst of frustration for her. But in re-watching it, I kind of feel like it's more about her just, like, I think I missed the scene where Lane tells her, like, mess it up a little bit. So I think she yeah. threw it to sort of be like, yeah, I'm messing this up for you, basically. Right, because it doesn't look like the same dress at all. No, it doesn't, no. So but, maybe it had to be, like, a plausible, this is why, you know, if, I guess if Mrs. Kim said something, then Lorelai could say, oh, yeah, you know, like, she said it was stained, but then mm -hmm. she has, like, a plausible reason why if Mom catches it, it's not her dress. But, yeah. interestingly, Mrs. Kim, like, doesn't even really notice how different the dress is. No, she's just, like, Okay. Like. Right. That's fine. I think that's the next episode, though, right? The wedding? Yeah, the next episode is the wedding. Yeah, okay. yeah. We're jumping ahead, but yeah. Yeah, oh, so okay. the end she throws oh. the tea on it or whatever. Yeah. Mm hmm. So. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then the. Yeah, the, kind of the episode ends with uh, Lorelei tossing the coffee. Again, I thought it was like her being frustrated with like her situation with like luke and all that but then re-watching it i was like oh okay i think she was just doing it to like help lane out basically but, yeah yeah so I was, I was a little confused but it ended up working out just fine you, and me both. you were a little confused too yeah, because I was like, well, did she do that on purpose, like, out of frustration? Or is it like, hey, I need to mess this up so I can, you know, tell them that it was messed up? The, it's It seems like there's, like, between this episode and the other one, like, there's some dialogue that was lost. And I noticed that, I, I listened to it with the, cap with the captions on, or I watched with the captions on. And I sometimes too, the yeah. caption dialogue is different than what they're actually saying. So I wonder how many times, like, they've ad-libbed. Or, like, there's a part of that whole story that we're missing. It just seemed like there was a gap some somewhere that we shouldn't be so confused by it. Yeah. I mean, with something so confusing, it's not you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. And that's the thing where I was like, I'm like, I know, like, I don't know. It just felt like an odd scene. And I kind of, mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Like, they could have even had it where maybe, like, there was, like, a bit of a scene where maybe like lane calls her and she's like just mess up the dress or something like i think they could have saved that for closer to the end 
So when she does that, it makes more sense. But it happens so early on in the episode that when it does happen, it almost kind of feels a little, like, non-connected to that other scene. Right. So. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, that was that was basically it. And, again, it's still a great episode. I like it. But I was just a little, like, interesting. Like, like a little head-scratching, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, well, we should also say, too, this was directed and written by Daniel Palladino, which... Really? Yeah. It wasn't, like, overly offensive. It wasn't offensive. nearly as offensive as I thought it would be. No. I was expecting worse. But... <laughs> we have a very low going? bar for any Daniel episodes, really. <laughs> as most people know at this point. That makes me think, like, somebody was writing it for him or something. Or, you know, maybe he's just kind of getting more in touch with the vibe of Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you would think, like, Amy Sharon Paldino would be reviewing what he wrote, right? Since they're married, or am I just assuming that? I Here's the thing. I, I assume as much, but who knows? They probably... Like, you know, I'm sure, you know, it depends on the episode, too. Like, is this going to be a super important episode? Probably not as much. So mm-hmm. that was kind of what I was right. wondering, too. Like, it, she shows up for those, right? Yeah. Or she at least oversees them, I get the impression, so... Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, and maybe they just have this agreement that if you're writing for the show, that, you know, she leaves them alone. Yeah. Could they be that, too. They shouldn't have to do each other's stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your favorite and least favorite performance from this episode? My favorite was both Paul Anka's. So, I mean, yeah. So I, I think that, that um, I just like that. I didn't really, there wasn't anybody that really stood out to me. Right. Uh, but I, I thought, oh, I, it was kind of fun because it's like, oh, they pulled it off. So that was just kind of fun. And then just seeing the dog, like, I, I love the dog. Um, oh, yeah. I know, is he a mixed breed or he's a, he's already, I don't know what kind of breed he is, but, but he's so cute. And you can tell, like, he's got a great personality. I'm mm-hmm. a dog person. So. Um, worst, all of Logan's friends. Like, that's been so played out. Um, especially the one that keeps talking about, like, hitting on people or... You know, he got into Yale because he said he slept with an admissions officer or something. Like, that's been so played out. I can see why we're irritated with them. I think we're all a little irritated at that point. Yeah. It's just like... Right. I don't know. It's also like people like that that just come across as very hollow inside, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's the right way to put it. Right. And then she goes to see Jesse, which she's more on that kind of, like... Like, he's worked really hard, and he's he's kind of, um, you know, he knows what he wants to do, and he's, and, you know, I know we talked about the problematic scene, you know, a few episodes ago, but overall, you know, he's a pretty good guy. Yes. So she I, got to see this extreme difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the thing is, too, is, like, I, you know, nobody or no character is ever perfect, but I think, like, if you look at Jess... You know, unlike a Logan or a Dean, I think Dean's the opposite of this. Where, like, Dean had problems that never really got better. Whereas, like, Jess has approved himself. And, like, I personally find it hard to fault him when he's at least trying to do better. You know what I mean? Like, I can't can't fault him when he's trying to improve himself and he's doing better. I think out of all of uh, Rory's boyfriends, past or present, like, he's the one that's done the best in terms of uh, you know, at least try to improve himself. Right. So. 
And how did you feel about them kind of teasing that kiss? Oh, the kiss? You know what? I thought it was... They have such a... You know, they have such a tension with each other, but also, too... This is just my eyes, too. It's also that... It, they have such tension with each other, no matter when they're with each other, they're kind of inevitably going to be, uh, like, the center of each other's thoughts. Uh, and I thought it was realistic that, like, they're spending this time together. They're going to naturally um, kind of have that sort of uh, tension and, and never be kissed. So I thought it was, actually, it, you know, it was interesting that Rory instantly was like, I shouldn't be doing this. But also at the same time, too, I'm like, yeah, but, like, it's fine. <laughs> In my eyes, it was like... For the audience, go go ahead. <laughs> yeah, like you know, in my eyes at least, she's like, it's like, well, you know, this. I didn't mind that she did that because it's like, you know what? Like, I think for me, like ultimately, I, if it were up to me in the show, I would see Jess with Rory. Hmm. I think for me, ultimately, we're so close, so close. Yeah. And I know everyone's different. Everyone's like Team Dean, Team Logan, Team Jess. I'm firmly Team uh, Team Jess. And I, so yeah, for I me. Think I am too. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, like, to see them kind of like that, I'm like, oh, we're, they, we're so close to making it, it work. <laughs> right. And they've got such great chemistry, too, because, you know, they, we've talked about this before, that they dated for a while. Yes. I don't think at the time of this show, I don't think they were together anymore, but, but uh, you get, that's, the chemistry is palpable. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. Were we talking about favorite of these favorite performance? Yes, we were. Okay. Yeah, it's your turn. I got sidetracked. It's also the allergies. It's just making my brain turn to mush right now. So, apologies. That's okay. Well, my brain's mushy too, so we'll just have a We just have mushy problem. brain syndrome. That's basically it. Yeah, that's okay. We're, it's funny because we're like meeting each other in the middle. It's like we're we're both meeting each other where the other one's at, so it works. Perfect. Um, my favorite, yeah, gotta be Paul Anka because he was just such he was so charming and he fit into the show. Like even though okay. it's Paul Anka, like and you know it's him, I thought he did a pretty good job right. of like fitting in the show. And plus, there was some pretty funny moments, like when he's sitting on Babette's lap. I had a good laugh. Right, like, yeah, that was the best. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's just, like, and stuff like... the way like... you play that was great. Hmm? Yeah, well, exactly. Like, stuff like that is what makes it fun for me. So... Right. Um... And then the cutting back and forth is like, oh, Paul Anka the person? No, Paul Anka... <laughs> I did like that, too. I didn't want a scene of him, like, chasing a ball or chasing a cat across the street, though. I, I thought they were going to do that. I totally thought that they were going to, like, have him run around. Yeah. Right? Like, it just makes sense that, like, they would uh, do something like that. I don't know. Like, or, just... like, he scratch himself with his foot <laughs> or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, in my mind, I'm like, I wanted that. I wanted a little scene where, um, yeah, like, he was ch he was chasing, like, a cat across the street or something like that. Like, I know like, it was... a tennis stick, you know, where the tennis ball goes really far and see Paul Anka, like, running after the tennis ball. It would have been very demeaning for him, obviously, but in my mind, I'm like, I wanted to see that happen. I it really was pure did. silliness, and that's what, I mean, that would be great. Yeah. No, that's a hundred percent it. I yeah, I was just a little bit disappointed we didn't get a scene of that because 
like mm-hmm. they were doing the thing of like, oh, Paul Inca chasing a cat, the dog, or no, the person, oh, the dog. I'm like, okay, would have been funny if there was like a slightly different scene based on that. Right, but... right. So, um, I'm impressed that Daniel Paladina wrote it. Yeah, it's probably this has to be probably one of the better episodes he's written, to mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. Um. Okay. And then what else? Uh, we also have favorite reference in this episode. Do you have a favorite reference? Um, just, just something interesting. So they call it truncheon books. And truncheon's a club or baton usually used by law enforcement. So like in, in the UK, um, many of the law enforcement people don't carry a gun. Instead, they carry a baton. So that's a truncheon. Which kind of goes with... with um, the whole vibe of the publisher, right, with Jesse, is that they're kind of hitting people over the head with with stuff, you know, with mm-hmm. new ideas and everything. So it kind of fits. That's where Trunching comes from. So how about you? Um, there was one where one of uh, Logan's friends was saying, "Oh my God, I'm not wearing my glasses," and then Colin says they flew off. Uh, when you did that impression of the old guy getting shot by Dick Cheney. Yeah, so people don't know, that's, um, he, Dick Cheney, uh, was on a hunting trip with a friend and accidentally shot him. Yes. Even though, I think, are they wearing hunting? You know, like, you're supposed to wear, like, bright orange. Yeah. You're typically supposed to have, like, yeah, some kind of, like, reflective gear so people can see you. Normally, when you're doing stuff like that. I feel like he wasn't, but I'm not totally sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was, it was like, it was like, I don't know. It's one of those things that's obviously something they would reference because it was of the time and all that. But yeah, I was just like. It's one of those times we talked about, you know, like every once in a while there's something that dates the show. Like in the next episode where they're talking about the sidekick phone. You know, there are just some things that, you know, like that became such a major part of the episode. Yeah. But usually it's pretty timeless. Yeah, it is. Um, and you know what? That one was a little bit dated, but I still kind of liked it too because I was like, oh, okay. I remember that being a thing. Like that was a, that was a very big moment in history, from what I remember. I wonder like how many parents are kind of explaining their kids. Okay, this is what that's about. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially nowadays, really. So. Right. Um. Okay. Um, let's see. We also have favorite quote. Uh, do you have a favorite quote from this episode? Yeah, it was when um, uh, um, no, I keep flipping through all the names. Who's Lorelai's boyfriend? Oh, Luke. Wait, Luke. <laughs> I was like, no, Dean, no, Jesse, no. So yeah, so Luke and April are at the table, and she's like, hey, I like this kid or whatever. And then mm. she's like, so, you know, back off and don't sit with me. And so I thought it was really cute where he goes, well, should we stagger, you know, when we return to the table? <laughs> yeah. That was cute. Because I think he, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was like kind of said jokingly, but I think he's also serious because, you know, he's really new to this parenting thing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. What was yours? Uh, there was a good exchange where Luke is visiting Jess and he says, first thing starts, what the hell is that? And Jess tells him it's an abstract painting. He goes, well, what's it supposed to be? And then Jess says, check the title. And then Luke says, I did. It's called Untitled. 
And then Jess says, there you go. Luke just says, I give up. Like, he's just like, I'm done. I like, I like that. Because that's just, like, Luke in a nutshell. It's just like, I, I give up. Like, I, I ain't trying to figure this out. It's like too much. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, so trivia for this episode. Uh, while going through Stars Hollow, Emily says that there are they are antique shopping in Litchfield and Washington Depot. Uh, Washington Depot was originally the place that served as the inspiration for Stars Hollow. Oh, so it's like a little shout out to that. Yeah. Awesome. The real life Stars Hollow. Uh, and also in Connecticut as well. And if you look at, like, pictures of this place, it is Stars Hollow. Like, down to, like, yeah, people hanging out in, like, a big center area. Yeah, with, I like, see that picture. Grass. Yeah, they've got a gazebo and the whole, like, people make pilgrimages. pilgrimages. Yeah. <laughs> so, pilgrimages. The real life Stars Hollow. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, the set for Jess's publishing company uh is also the same interior they use for the movie theater whenever they do that um do, do, do. uh i think that's pretty much it oh oh uh they showed a aerial view of philadelphia i guess before they introduced it and uh there was the rocky steps but uh, kind of ironic because Milo Ventimiglia would later star in the Rocky Balboa movie from 2006, where he played Rocky Jr. Play yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and in terms of, well, this might be a little sad for some people, but this is the last appearance of Milo Ventimiglia in this series. Really? Yeah. Oh man. Yep. So at least they had their send off kiss. Oh. Yeah. I really like him. I mean, like, at least I for the course show. My best performance. Okay. The the revival could the revival's a separate thing technically, but for the course show, yeah, this is it. Okay. Um like Any mental health observations from this episode? Yeah, I think that we got some emotional abuse between um Logan and Rory. So oh. Rory is saying, you know, did you look at all these things about, you know, like you know, this is dangerous and everything. And then he's like, why, you know, why did you have to embarrass me? And I mean, that's getting an emotional abuse. Yeah, it is. You know, and I think that's one of the times where you see Logan just kind of lose it. Because Logan kind of, it seems like he prides himself in being in control. Yeah, and that's 100%. Kind of just, you know, he's probably frustrated. Not that that's an excuse at all. There's no excuse for abusive behavior. No. But, um, you know, but she... Yeah, like, the two of them just, when he said that, I was like, oh, you didn't go there, did you? Yep, he went there. So it makes even less sense why she would say to um, Jesse, you know, oh, I love him or I'm in love with him. But that's also part of an abusive relationship is that the concept of love gets really kind of altered. Yeah. Um, And it's hard to leave those relationships. It is. Um... Yeah, and I think, too, like, when she says that she loves Logan, like, I don't know if she's fully convinced. Like, she's, I think she's trying to, like, tell herself that, but I don't know if, like, she... She's living she... together, right? So she's... Yeah. It just, it, it felt to me like she was trying a little too hard to convince herself of that. You know what I mean? Right. 
Again, maybe it's just time for her to just, you know, commute from her house. Because I think now Paris and Doyle are living together again, right? Yeah. So she doesn't are. feel comfortable going there. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe Stanislaus and will just commute to Yale for a while. Yeah. Instead of, you know, like tormenting each other. Um, yeah. And then my other thing was like, how about Lorelai just ask her parents why they're, why they're looking at houses? You know, she made this whole like long story about, you know, the antique shopping, and, you know, like basically manipulating her parents, which one could say, well, yeah, they've been manipulative. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't always make it right to manipulate back. Um, yeah. But she could have just said to them, hey, tell me about, you know, what's this seems kind of odd that you're doing this. What's this about? I mean, that would have been so easy. But then again, that would have shortened the episode. Yeah, it would have. So. Yeah. And how weird is is Kirk getting? So then we had a, a mention of animal abuse, where he's talking about the bats, like he like they get confused and he hits them and stuff. Like that was that was really horrible. Yeah, it's I don't know. Uh, Kirk as a character just gets progressively more trouble some sometimes. Like I don't oh, know. Really? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like especially in this, I'm like, oh dude, what are you doing? Like. It's just it's it's a little it's a little bit much sometimes, so. Um. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Any other mental health observations? I'm trying to think. Oh no. Our least favorite Christopher's next episode. Yeah. yeah. I like that they had the spoken word poetry. That was pretty cool. That was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing is that this relationship that they're in, Maury and Logan, is not healthy. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that, hundred percent. I mean, you picture like if if the if you inter if you exchange the people and it was Rory and and Jesse, do you think that if they had a break that he would be cheating on her with multiple people? No, he wouldn't. I get the impression he That's hasn't dated that much since he left Rory. Yeah, we don't really find out much about that, right? But... No. But I get the impression, maybe I'm wrong, I could see him just being like, I don't, like, I could see him, not in a bad way, but like, just being like, Rory was it for me. Like, you know what I mean? They address that. Yeah. I just, I'm kind of curious. I don't know if they ever explain it, but I'm part of me is like, I would love to know more of what he was up to at that time but also too you know he seems happy with where he's at uh can't say the same for rory that's the thing i'm like isn't it nice also seeing jess at a place where he's like pretty happy with where he's at in life like yeah. I, I felt pretty good for him i'm like good, good for you well yeah I, mean, we are, I was just thinking about the cheating thing you know he had that girlfriend that he was making out with everywhere right i don't know if that was to get Rory's attention. I think it was. But he yeah. did have some problematic relationships in the past. Yeah, that is true. He's he's not a hundred percent perfect, but I think like obviously like he was a teenager. He Sorry. Mm -hmm. He's a teenager then too, so there's that too. Right. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, we're looking at what like is she twenty? She's twenty one now, right? Because they had a twenty one year old party. So. Yeah. It's almost a little, I, not to say I fully excuse what he did, but it's like a little bit more excusable because it's like, oh, you're young. You're young right. and dumb. So. Cool. Um, I think 
that's it for this episode. What are we thinking for a score? You gotta give it a seven. Yeah. Pretty high for this. One How of your favorites. You? Um, I think the next one is probably one of my favorites, but this is a close second or third. How about oh. you? I'm trying to think. Uh, this episode's one of the better ones for me. I think mainly a having Paul Eichel was great, but also too Jess also great. Um, I think like yeah, especially because like Jess has like an arc that really I think is one of the better arcs of the show. Like, actually, I would say Emily has a great arc, but it more kind of comes into play in the revival more than the core show. But, um, yeah, I think just seeing him kind of get his stuff together and everything like it was great. It was very satisfying. I think to see it Jess. really is yeah, even though they didn't you know. So. Take a relationship out of here this time. Yeah, we really see that he's he's grown up a lot. And even though like he wanted to be with Rory and she said no, he was still respectful of that, which I thought was great. Like he was, he didn't at any point just be like you're wrong, Rory, or I, I don't agree with you or anything like that. He was like, yeah, okay. Like and I'm like that was. But he also gently challenged her too, which I think is that's because he knows her so well. Yes. He challenged her, but he was also respectful enough to back off when he could tell that it was not going to go the way that he was maybe thinking or expecting. So, I don't know. I Personally, I, 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 I'll give this episode an 8. This is probably one of the better episodes of this season, if not the best. I can't, I don't really keep track of which ones I've rated so highly, but this has to be one of the higher ones for sure. So, yeah. Um... Uh, Steph is over at stephaniesarkis.com. What's the name of your new book again? Uh, Healing from Toxic Relationships. So that comes out in July. Woo, get excited. Um, I know I'm gonna re I'm gonna read it when I'm, I get a chance to because I read your I read the was it the gaslighting book I read in Mexico? I think it might have been. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So I'll read. And you're like I should do a podcast with this person. Oh wait, I already am. <laughs> yeah, actually, Wait, which really... comes, no, the podcast came first, right? Yes. I think we were podcasting yeah, for a bit did. before Mexico. I want to say like around a year. Yeah, we had been podcasting. We had okay. some people come and go, well, um, but uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, and yeah, stuff is over. I'm over at dreamgrenders.com where almost every other day we have new content going up. And uh, with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now.